Welcome to the Cap Gemini America's Corporate Social Responsibility Podcast. My name is Janet Pope, and I'm the Vice President of Corporate Social Responsibility for the U.S., Canada, and Latin America. I look forward to engaging with each of you on diversity, digital inclusion, and sustainability challenges and initiatives. Let's get the future we want together. Hey, everyone. I am Kaylor Acosta. I am part of the SAP practice in Capgemini, North America. I am also a proud member of our OLA Employee Research Group. OLA stands for Hispanic Opportunity Leadership Achievement. We're not just a group of, for Latinx or Hispanics, but also for people from other cultures, backgrounds, and races who are interested in the Latinx and Hispanic culture and heritage. We have prepared a podcast with a community and organization leader outside Capgemini with the intent to share insights and perspective on Latinx and Hispanic relevant topics. We expect that this podcast will achieve two objectives. First, we expect listeners to learn more about our culture. Second, we expect the podcast will inspire others to participate and engage in organizations or initiatives that support and enable the advancement of Latinx or Hispanic culture. During this podcast, we will be asking some insightful questions to our guest that will help us achieve the two goals mentioned before. Let's now get to meet the guest of our podcast today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, today. My name is Andrea Phelps. And we have the pleasure today to have with us a Mr. Alfonso Cornejo, who is a business consultant for companies, especially doing business in Latin America. Mr. Cornejo uh, has a well-rounded background in all facets of business, specifically manufacturing and human resources. He has worked for a total of 30 years with several Fortune 500 organizations like Procter & Gamble, Clorox, among others. He was born, raised, and educated in Mexico. He holds a BS degree in chemical engineering from the University of Mexico. And currently, Mr. Conejo has been the president of the Hispanic Chamber of Cincinnati USA Commerce for the last 18 years. And he's also the founder of Hispanics Avanzando Hispanics. That is a nonprofit entity that, among many other social services activities, also organizes the Cincy Cinco Latino Cherry Festival each year here in Cincinnati. With that, uh, welcome, Mr. Cornejo, to our podcast today. I'll hand it over to Taylor. Thank you. Yeah. Great. Great to have you with us, Mr. Cornejo. And then um, it's an honor to have you in our pod podcast. Uh, thanks for accepting the invitation to be part of it. Let us start there. Can you explain what the Chamber of Commerce does and how it interacts with the community? Oh, sure. I'll be happy. I'm very, very happy and honored to be here. The mission of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce is to support the creation and sustainable growth of Hispanic-owned businesses. In addition to our large number of professionals with key contacts in the community, to help them develop themselves as better managers or, or to go higher in, in, the, in the organization in Cincinnati. The activities that we do in the chamber, we're one of the busiest chambers, by the way, in Cincinnati. We do two networking meetings a month, one for lunch and one for dinner. Uh, we do quarterly events. Quarterly events, for example, we meet and we will welcome uh, your organization to be part of it. We do an 
Hispanic Affinity Forum every three months. We have representatives from the largest companies in Cincinnati getting together every three months. We're talking about the Procter and Gamble's, Kroger's, some of the banks, some of the hospitals. And we, we share best practices, which means if, if, a, if a company is starting an ERG and they want to do one thing, but some, some companies have had bad experiences with that thing, they will tell you, hey, don't do that because we have this, this, and this problem, or do this, this, this instead. And it's been a, a very, very successful program. For example, one of our presenters was uh, J&J. They got the the, uh, the work of the, the best ERG of the nation by the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce in, in the U.S. And this guy, the local representatives, came how they won the award. So there's also an opportunity to learn and, and be uh, you know wiser about things. Or second, a quarterly meeting is Hispanic doing business in Latin America. It's Latin American Business Roundtable. If your company does business in Brazil, in Argentina, in Peru, we have people who do business there who can share their knowledge of people. For example, with this pandemic situation that we're having, people say, well, you know, they are not paying me back the money that I lend them in, in, in Peru or in Argentina. Can somebody recommend me a lawyer that can get me you know, help? And, and we're just trying to help uh, companies do business in, in the States, but also with, with our partners in Latin America. We do annual events. We do the Cinci Cinco event. We have uh, between eight and 10,000 people coming to the Cinci Cinco events every year. We do our annual volunteer day, and I invite you to come to our volunteer days. The second Saturday in October, which will be October 9th, and you are very, very welcome to attend. Come up with, with a team of your company. We have teams, for example, PNG brings 10 people, Kroger's bring another 10. It's a team building exercise, and we do Lots of things, and the area that we put our social work. By the way, we're the only chamber of commerce who do social work. Okay, so which means that we help the lower income Hispanic in areas where they live. We fix houses, fix paint houses, do things in parks, etc. Now let me let me just make one thing. What I would mention this the social component of our chamber. We're the only chamber that does things in the community like us. Why? Because the other chambers, for example, the, the African-American chamber, which is also a very nice chamber, they have a, the Urban League, and the Urban League is a huge organization that supports African-American initiatives. We don't have such a such a luxury to have it here in Cincinnati. So what we do is we, we do part of it, and we do a lot of volunteer work with our organization. Just to give you an example, and I'm taking a long time for answer, my answer, but last year with the pandemic, we did uh, four or five free food drives, which means people come to the to to, a, to a, a, in this case on a church and they put lines. People put their food in the trucks and they leave it free food for everybody. We did in in the same location. We did COVID testing operations. We did census operation, and now this year we're doing vaccination drives. So it's a it's a, it's, a, it's almost on every week alternative. We we do post this in the, in the, in our website calendar events and people just uh, they know what well if they want to do something to help the community they just go there and and, and, and do it okay and uh, the last thing i want to share with you is that we are also the only chamber of commerce in cincinnati with a huge job posting system companies looking for people we have normally and you can you can check our website we have between 200 and 250 jobs uh, announced there and our chamber 
our, our website gets between 15,000 and 18,000 clicks every month. So that's a lot of clicks. So if your company is looking for primarily Hispanic employees, please let us know and we will include your posting there. This is this is awesome. I mean, I um, it's obvious that you're very active and, and very projected to the community. And I, I like how there's a variety of activities and events that you coordinate and that you do for the community. And then um, this is very encouraging and very inspiring as well. One thing that you mentioned about the job post postings, and, and I want to ask questions related to that. In your experience, what is the mindset and the behaviors that Hispanics or Latinx need to have to be successful business owners or entrepreneurs in the United States? That, 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 that's a very, very, very good question. Let me just give you something that just came out this week. It's the results from the census, okay? To put things in perspective. The Latino population is expanding approximately six times faster than the non-Latino population. Six times. And they are, they are accounted for close to 80% of all new net businesses in the U.S. One of the things that is, that is very, very evident now is that everybody is looking for Hispanic employees. Everybody. Check our website. Everybody is looking. Why? Because of the work, work ethics and because of the shortages of hand labor. So and we are lucky in Cincinnati, we have a very strong professional organization as well as we, we do have, you know, early personnel. But this is a good moment to be an, an, an employee because salaries are going up. And we're fortunate to have a population that can do many, many things. If, if I put this in, in perspective, Hispanic produce the human energy that we need to grow. Let me give you an example. When I moved to Cincinnati 33 years ago, 33 years ago, Ohio and Atlanta, Atlanta was a little bit larger than Ohio, that's Cincinnati. Not a lot, but they were a little bit. 30 years later, Atlanta is three times larger than Cincinnati, 7.5 million people. But you see the number of Hispanics that are in Atlanta, almost half a million. We don't have, we have, we have significantly less than, than Atlanta. So my point is that why do we provide the human energy? Because we can provide from PhD, people who have PhDs, masters, engineers, everybody, all the way down to the early level. So we provide the energy that all cities want and non-energy want. Now, the work that I have in Cincinnati is we need to have Cincinnati be more attractive to global 1,000 companies to make their headquarters in Cincinnati, the headquarters for the U.S. in Cincinnati. We have a few Fortune 500 companies, and we're happy with them, the, the Proctors, the Krogers, the Western Southerners. We, we are very happy with them. But we need to bring more monies and ownership from outside of the U.S. to come to Cincinnati to set their headquarters. We have a, a beautiful city. We, we, we don't have such a bad weather, but we have a high standard of living, and we would like to offer that to, to these companies. Thank you. Thank you, Alfonso. That was really insightful information you provide there, especially when you refer like how in the Midwest, the percentage of Latinos is a lot different than the other parts of the country. Right. So while we stay on this topic, can you speak a little bit about the actual footprint that we Hispanics and Latinos have in Ohio's commercial market and perhaps how that's different from other parts of the country? That's an, also an excellent question. Well, and this is linked to the previous point. 
the opportunities and challenges that we have depends on, on where, we will live, where we live. If you live in New York or Houston versus Cincinnati, the opportunities are totally different. If I had come to Cincinnati and Cincinnati were like Houston or San Francisco, I would not be doing a festival. The festival will have been there for many generations. I will be doing something else. So when you are one of the few ones, I, I made a joke that when I came here, there were three Mexicans in Cincinnati and I knew the other two. <laughs> it, it's not, it's not, not, not too, it's almost true, but, but, uh, but the, the point is that, that depending on where you live, we have to take opportunities to give back to the community and to be positive about it. When you have an emerging, for Hispanic with 4.4% of the population, we can consider that we are an emerging market for Hispanics. We're not a, a mecca of Hispanic in, in, in the U.S. So, and I think, for example, in, in, in mature markets like Houston or New York, take advantage of the infrastructure that is there. If you like non-for-profits, you can pick between 100 non-for-profits. In Cincinnati, we have five. Give me a break. <laughs> now, you mentioned a lot of, of service and, and having diversity on top of mind, and that's kind of one of the big things for us here at Capgemini. On your words, what should be the role of a global IT consulting organization such as Capgemini in regards to helping advance Latinx Hispanic business ownership? Well, let me tell you, this is one of the opportunities that COVID brought to you guys. Why? IT has becoming is much more important now than in previous years. And everybody use distant learning, cybersecurity, all the things that now people are looking at you for guidance and support. So you are the idols of the people staying home because you are you are the, the, the guys who can give the, 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 the right answers and support. And for example, partner with organizations that support Hispanic, like our chamber, become members of the chamber, become more active in the community that you that you uh, play. Uh, in your OLA group, for example, one of the things that we have learned is that uh, ERG groups with a pillar that is called community are more successful than the ones without a community pillar. And that pillar is, well, what are you going to do this year for the community? What are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with that? And ask all your members of OLA to try to help and volunteer in events in the, in the community and, and in the pillars that you have. And your IT skills and opportunity, I, I think you are more apt to be more transformational than other companies. Let me give you an example. I work for Procter & Gamble. We're not going to teach anybody to make soap or detergents, but you can teach a kid or a family how to avoid a cybersecurity issue. Or you can teach how they become a distant learning experts if we close the school. So you're in a much stronger position than, than other companies. Those things, you support local diversity, inclusion, and equity. Because a lot of companies fail to grow because they have other issues and you can help them not to fail. So that, I think COVID put you in a very good spot in the community. You can, and you both can be famous. <laughs> Thank you, Alfonso. So yeah, that's that's one of our goals here at Capgemini is to we're committed to the representation and advancement of inclusion of Latinos. So that goes hand in hand with what you just mentioned. So 
Thank you for that. Now, what would be your advice to um, young Latinx generations with the desire to thrive in the U.S.? What are some words of wow. wisdom that you can share with us? Well, two strong recommendations that I have. One is get involved in helping others, but get involved early, early. When I was growing up in Mexico, I didn't have any opportunity to give back in my community. Okay. Spending 90 minutes in, in the traffic, in going to work, and 90 minutes going back, I, I was extremely exhausted by the end of the day. Here, you have a lot of opportunities that you can do without spending a lot of time in, in, in the effort. Volunteer in things that you really care. For example, and don't laugh at this, but if you like carrying babies, there is a group of volunteer ladies who go to the hospitals to volunteer carrying babies. That's all they do. Or you like old people, go to retirement communities and talk with them. Tell them a story, ask them for their, their history. You're making a difference. So I think that, that um, one of the things that, that is very important to recognize is that uh, no country in the world has the number of non-for-profits at the U.S. US, the U.S. has the largest number of non-for-profits in the world. Hospitals are non-for-profits. Universities are non-for-profits. The non-for-profit section is extremely strong in the U.S. And that brings you the opportunity to do that. Okay. Well, having a not-for-profit and not linking it to it. I'm going to give you another example. Why do people go to the gym? Because they want to be in good shape. They want to lose some weight, some people. Right? If you don't go to the gym, you don't take advantage of your membership. So get involved in, in the different organizations and really get inside the organization so you can help. Churches, churches are not for profit also. So you can, you can help in a church, help in a hospital, help in a university, help in a social services agency. Pick the, pick the non-for-profit that you like and, and help our community. Oh, thank you, um, Alfonso. This has been very insightful. We have talked about Hispanics and Latinx, the impact in the communities, the opportunities that they have. You have given us recommendations on their mindset. And we have talked about how to get engaged. Um, we've also learned about what your uh, particular Chamber of Commerce does for the community. And then we thank you for your, for your leadership on, on that as well. And we've also heard about how Capgemini can be part of the community and how we can also help the advancements of the uh, Latinx community as well. And it was very important and very touching to see how young people can, you know, be engaged and how they can participate. The example uh, that you gave about, you know, sharing time and listening to others, to our elders or to folks in, in the patients in hospital, that is very enlightening and very insightful. I, I want to take this opportunity to thank you again, Alfonso, for your time, for your graciousness, and for all the uh, information you shared with us today and all the uh, advice and words of wisdom that you gave us. It, uh, for uh, Andrea and for me, it's an honor to be part of this podcast with you. And on behalf of Capgemini, we thank you for being part of it. Looks like we've come to the end of another America's Corporate Social Responsibility Podcast. Again, I'm Janet Pope, and on behalf of the entire America's Corporate Social Responsibility team, I'd like to thank you for listening. If you have a topic that you'd like for us to cover related to diversity, digital inclusion, or sustainability, please comment in the podcast channel. We'd love to hear from you.